It's time for another retro throwback sidetrack bonus episode of The Hive Jive. For the life of me, I do not know where we come up with the names for these things sometimes, but the name of this episode was originally, and follow along closely here, No-Till Cow Tipping Potato Purple Shroom Moon Bees. That's right. No-Till Cow Tipping Potato Purple Shroom Moon Bees. See how many times you can say that fast. (laughs) This episode originally aired on Patreon back on February 6th of 2020. So now for your listening enjoyment, Moon Bees. Hey, all you Hive Jive junkies out there, it's that time again. Join our hosts, John Swan and Ken Milam for another bonus edition of The Hive Jive. you're awake i'm awake now i was sleeping pretty good man yeah you were i was watching you you were straight out cold <laughs> ken <laughs> ken left me high oh, and no, dry that's, guys that's, uh that's uh when i'm driving home at night or when i'm driving home here in a little bit i just pull off the side of the road five yep. minutes and i'm ready to go again. yeah you take a nap five minutes unfortunately though your five minute nap today was literally in the middle of our main segment and so here I am. But you kept it up. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, here I am, like, of all the I'm times when, when we could totally use the interjections and the, the, the things to lighten it and add levity and stuff, it, it's just me here on the bike, and I'm looking over there looking at Ken. And I had to look down and, here into the Kabbalah's honey farm. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Now you're trying to read the notes. He's pretending like he was reading. He was straight up asleep. I was all on my own. And he but was, you did such a great was, job. You don't know you were sleeping. <laughs> you have no idea. You did idea. such a great job. I just know you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, now that you're awake and, and we're over here for uh, for our little bonus segment on our Patreon-exclusive Hive Jive Junkies feed, do you have any two cents you'd like to add into any of that? Do you do you, Did you have any dreams of horrific things happening to colonies while you were taking your nap? John's going to start raising purple circled mushrooms, he said. I remember that. Oh, oh. the puns. See, I had. <laughs> Have you ever heard of no till gardening? Yeah, I think. I'm going to start doing it. Okay. Yeah. Is this okay? Now we're going to have a no-till garden episode on the Hive Jive. No, go for it. <laughs> Educate us, Educate us, Mister Ken. Well, what I'm doing is using uh, cardboard. I take cardboard and lay it in the area where I want to to uh, have my garden. I do not till it. Uh, what I've learned, I've been doing a lot of studying, and that's. I don't do homework. That means YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Exactly. You're right. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, and what they're doing is no till. Is they're going in and putting when you till a garden, you kill a lot of the and this bees is what's brought all this on. By the way, you don't blame the bees uh, or me. I know, but uh, but when you till a garden, you kill a lot of the things in the soil that make it right. And also, we learned this on in the. Uh, uh, the video 
And John's sitting there looking. Is this on the, the notes that I gave you? <laughs> it's actually, no, was, it's not. I was looking at your soundboard is what I was doing. I did. We should. That would have been great to have that on video because I did just stand up and I like leaned over all the computers and I was peering over his shoulder like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so, well, you know, on the video that we watched, what was it? Uh, the, 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 the documentary. Yeah. The, the, okay. the uh, pollinators. Yes, yeah, so, well, I was I was just going to let you keep going. I figured but, we'd Porky Pig it in a but, minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> pollinators, that's all, folks. No, but what it, you know, it's and then of course Bob Lusk, you know, clean water, clean soil, all this here. But when you put when you quit tilling, you're bringing less weed seeds up from the deep that you've tilled into the ground and then once you bring them up again they re-germinate once they got or or hatch out or whatever the hell they do they germinate and start growing and (laughs) when you put cardboard down and quit tilling you also quit killing things in the soil that is good for the soil uh or earthworms do you know a square foot of ground and if you leave it alone uh, this was in youtube now you know i, I don't know i can't swear youtube's a devil but, but he's t- this it's it's a, it's a doctor and uh he says in a square foot of ground a earth the earthworms will deposit like 150 tons of worm, worm poop. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> that. But but what it does, it's you're not killing this the things in the soil that make things right. Well, and what but what it does, uh, it's 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 when you put the cardboard down, you quit tilling, and also the cardboard breaks down and becomes compost, and then after in a in a you, like you put it down now. And you won't use that ground till this fall. So you're going to go through. You're you're looking at doing the no-till in the pollinators. They did a version of that, but they were like they would lay down straw. Yeah, and they'd have well, you, that see, across I put, it. I put leaves underneath it, and then the cardboard on top of it. Yeah, you know what I decided to do with straw? What? We're going to start growing mushrooms. <laughs> not not that. <laughs> oh, the ones with the little purple circle on top of them. No. The hallucinogenic mushrooms. No, 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 no. The, and then we can have Man. hallucinogenic honey. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> so, no. I, uh, I can talk to the bees. I like I like doing like the homesteading and farmsteading stuff oh, and everything. Agree. So the no-till that's actually really cool. But yeah. um, we're we're going through and doing. I've got three different types of oyster mushrooms, and so you, do you have you the little straw to do them? The thing that you have to put in the dirt. What do they call? It? It's not the spores. It's a it's the mycelium is what it is. Yeah, but it is. It's like thing. the spore. But so the, for these guys though. Um, Whenever you take the mushroom, like when you harvest the mushroom initially. Yeah, you leave that thing in the dirt. No, no, no. You harvest the mushroom initially, and you lay it out, and you let it. It'll actually go to spore, and the spores contain the mycelium. So when the spores come off and they land on everything, you can have them on like a big piece of like just brown paper, mm-hmm. like a paper bag cut mm-hmm. open kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so they'll they'll drop their spores, and the spores kind of go through the air and stuff. So you want to do that like more in your garage, but you do that, and then you can catch all those. You take them, and you just you can leave them on the paper that they dropped on, put them into a Ziploc bag, seal it up, 
just with the ambient moisture in there, the mycelium will start to take over. And so the paper will start to turn white. And as it does, you can then take that and you can kind of tear it up into chunks and you use straw and you soak the straw until it's just as logged as it can get, waterlogged as it can get. And then you go through and you start digging into the straw and you start depositing these chunks of the mycelium covered paper throughout the straw. And then you keep it moist and you keep it in a shady place. And eventually the mycelium takes over the whole hay bale or the straw, not hay, straw bale. Yeah. Um, it'll take over the whole thing. So the whole thing kind of turns white and moldy looking, but all white. And then the mushrooms start growing out of a, a big chunk of it and they'll come up and they make beautiful shapes and everything. But then you can just harvest them straight off. You can freeze dry them. You can go through and dehydrate them. You can cook with them immediately, but you can continue to propagate it. And then when it's done, when the mycelium and the, the fungus and everything, the mushrooms have actually consumed everything from the straw, you have this extremely rich nutrient oh, compost yeah. that you can then turn around and add into your garden. Mm -hmm. So That's a country and song. That's a country and western song there. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> kind of and we're not going to repeat what you said but when when the mics were on but the show wasn't recording yet that phrase that you used also could have been some sort of song um da, da, da. so anyhow but yeah no that's, i ain't gonna say it again that's that's really cool though what are you gonna plant everything i'm even gonna raise potatoes in tubs Oh, I do that. I do them in five gallon do buckets. You? That's yeah. what I got. Do you put two? How many potatoes? I just do one. Well, because you, so like one potato, you're supposed to, you can either have or quarter it, well, but yeah. you need at least two eyelets on every little piece. Right. And so usually I'll do maybe like two sets do of eyelets in there and then that's it. Do you do reds or do you do whites or have you tried? Uh, purples and reds and then sweet potatoes. Okay. You're doing purples. Are you doing the Adirondack blues or... You're doing the purple potato? Like you cut it open, the inside's purple. Yeah. Those are the tastes the best. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah. And then the the we've got the reds. Um, I don't remember what they Pacific something. Probably Pontiac reds. Pontiac, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got we got them from Callahan's. Yeah. So they had, they're Pontiac reds. And then they had the They had Yukon. They had some kind of white. They had two whites. Yeah, they had a Yukon gold. Yeah. They had uh just kind of your standard white russet type potato. Right. And then they had two kinds of reds, and one of them was that Pontiac, Pontiac right. and I don't remember what the other one was, but we did the Pontiac because they had more eyelets on them. Yep. Um, but yeah, we've already got those going. It was like right now for us is the perfect time to do potatoes. Um, and and no, this has nothing to do with beekeeping. Um, oh look, if I turn to face the mic, I suddenly sound better. Um, <laughs> it has nothing to do with beekeeping. You're you're absolutely correct on that. The the tomatoes, the potatoes, bees don't get anything from that. But but we do onions if you let them bloom they will get some things from there yeah. but uh, now all of your things that will come later in the year though your squashes gourds cucumbers um all of that kind of stuff do peppers. you grow that in pots nope you grow it in the ground i grow it in the ground i have a trellis system set up so uh -huh. we, we grow vertical uh -huh. and we'll plant the vining plants down right. underneath it and then i just weave them through the trellis up okay. there and then this is really funny but my mom discovered this uh, a while back whenever she was out on the farm um if you're gonna grow something that gets big and bulbous and heavy mm -hmm. you can still use the trellis system but you use old women's pantyhose and oh, yeah. you, you the, put the put fruit in inside yeah. the pantyhose mm -hmm. and then tie that to yeah. the trellis and so the fruit can grow and the pantyhose will extend so and you're putting watermelons it. in that yeah, the little small ones. Okay, um, the last box melons. Yeah, so, but that's uh, that's kind of how we go through and, and set up that kind of stuff. So it's fun though, and it's it's uh, it's time for us to start planting that kind of stuff and getting it ready. And it's it's great because again, if you're doing your own gardening and everything, it goes just like keeping bees. Oh, no, it's good. 
yeah, it all eats good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes right along with keeping bees because it, it's all kind of that homesteading, you know, you, you've got your honey and you've got your pollinators all right there. So you get your own natural sweetener. You get wax from it that you can use to make candles and fun things like that and soaps and lip balms and salves. Yeah, when they, when they drop the EMT, EMT? electromagnetic yeah and all everything goes off we'll have wax to make candles candles yeah 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 i mean one of these days (laughs) you never Never can tell nowadays (laughs) it could be tomorrow (laughs) tell you what the world's kind of crazy it is very crazy but anyway but now uh, well we're gonna have probably have a podcast on prepper a prepper podcast oh lord (laughs) (laughs) why do you keep dreaming up more podcasts for us to do ken (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we're we, down here in the bunker now and we're down here yeah, they, we know there's airplanes out there and they're fixing to drop bombs on us so y'all get ready well what about the bees well we got to bring the bees in here but they'll sting us well no they'll only sting you once yeah they'll only sting you once yep but anyway but uh but i just have i'm having a blast i've always been a gardener i always loved gardening and we raise a lot of our own peaches and plums and of course i think i've got now 15 or 16 pecan trees we'll raise a lot of pecans and just have a fun time doing all this stuff can you one of our guys sent us you know i wanted to know i wanted to learn how to sugar cure hams <laughs> with honey and he sent us that well won't you just take and rub the ham honey all over the ham and and that, 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 that. and i said hey, that might work. Yeah, I think you. I think it was uh, let the honey crystallize, and then you can go through Use and you could honey, coat the, the crystallized sugar. honey on it, and um, yeah. So that was we actually sent that over, and I, you know, I I told him that we would check and see. Ken was playing with it, and we'd see how it goes. And he said, if it yeah. ended up working out, you owed him some cured ham. But it'll be this fall. Now, only thing is, I'm worried about is honey is so much sweeter, especially brown sugar. Brown sugar is what you cure with. And brown sugar is not sweet. Well, it's not as sweet as white sugar. Brown sugar is totally sweet. It just well, has a more mapley molasses taste to it. Yeah, maple but, taste. Uh, That's why it's brown. Honey, <laughs> honey is going to be a lot sweeter than brown sugar. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just I'm playing. I'm <laughs> still playing with it. I don't know. I will get it there. I'll figure it out. Yeah, it's fun though. It's and it's it's really cool. It's fun to go through and do that. I used to have chickens. I What'd loved. You do with them? Well, I had to take them out to the farm because the when we moved, the new place that we're at, it just it doesn't work. Um, the size, the spacing, the our one dog just really doesn't even like he he's either going to run himself into a heart attack or or give them a heart attack. So the the black dog was raised with them originally, and I've mm-hmm. got photos. It was absolutely hysterical because he would be out there his job when i would be gone doing the bee stuff would be to be at home guarding the chickens and i've got like video video and photo of him laying down with the chicks on his head and his ears are out flat and he's looking at me like seriously dad you know but he just he tolerates them and then he he got to where he would go up and he would guard them and they would all you know follow him around and stuff and so but i loved it because i'd come home from you know this long exhausting day doing a bee removal or something and i'd go into the backyard and I would sit down in my chair back there. And the dog's laying out there with all the chicks under him? Well, the, the dog would come up, and he would be all like, Dad, you're home, you know, and he would say hi at the gate, and then we'd go into the back, and I'd sit down by, because I, I used to have a pond with a little waterfall and stream in it. 
And I'd sat down by the pond and man, all the chicks or well, at that point, the hens would just come flocking up to me and they'd hop up on my shoulders or my knees and they'd have to tell me about their day. <laughs> and, you know, and it was just it was it was so like relaxing. So I could sit there and I could watch the chickens and I could be entertained by them and the dog. And then I could go set into the little bee enclosure and I had my two hives back there. And you was, and eat, I could, you was eating them special mushrooms. No, so you could talk I wasn't to eating them. any special mushrooms, but I, I did see the, you know, like the I'd watch the orientation flights in the evening as the sun was setting kind of that golden hour. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was such, like, that's how life should be. It's just that aspect, that that picture-perfect little well, moment right there where you're all just relaxed and calm yep. and not worried about potential EMPs and yep. bunkers and taxes. I've never told Brett this, but at one time, I almost, if it had been up to my dad, I would be have been living down under. Really? Mm-hmm. In a hole in the ground? No. Or no, down under in down Australia. Under in Australia. <laughs> because, uh, see, we were always raised, we had farm animals. Daddy, at one time, we had 400 head of cows, mama cows. And uh, we had probably three or 400 head of goats, uh, Angora goats. And he wanted to go to Australia. And at that time, there was seven of us kids and you got so much land per kid so he's already figured out how much land was getting and he's getting it all ready to go and then mama says nope nope it's gonna be too far from my mom and daddy and that was the end of that i can understand that mm-hmm. um that that has kind of held me into a certain geographic region for quite a while because especially growing up like early college age years and stuff like that I always had it in my mind, like as a college age student, I didn't really have enough money to to be too far away because if something ever happened to one of my parents, I would never be able to afford that midnight overnight plane ticket for an emergency purpose to right. fly back home, you know. So I always tried to stay within at least one day's drive so that even if it was eight hours or twelve hours, like I could be there in a day if something went wrong, kind of thing. So I get that, and you know, the thought of being on a different continent entirely is definitely something, especially for somebody who's close to their family, could be a, a real challenge. So I understand that for sure. Yep. The uh, so it, technically, you know, if if that were the case, I mean, it really could have been a, a redneck brother from another mother down under. Could have been. See there. <laughs> it just could, could have happened. You never know. We'd have been eating lots of rabbits. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's plenty of rabbits down there. Yeah, you know, at one with point, with fire, I wonder if there's less rabbits. Oh, there's or probably what? a less less a lot of everything. Oh yeah, there's over a million animals been killed. Yeah, it's. I'm sure that's actually a a, a less yeah. a lot of everything. But so I actually at one point considered going to New Zealand because there was. It's been, gosh, early two thousands. Uh, no, maybe maybe mid two thousands, like two thousand ten ish. Somewhere around in there, yeah. 2010. Um, New Zealand was like they they had a, a desperate shortage of certain industries, and one of them was beekeeping. And they were actually subsidizing people who were beekeepers or or prevalent in that industry to move out there and live and help you know cultivate and propagate their industry. That sounded a little redundant, but it was really kind of cool, though, the thought of that. I was like, man, that'd be really cool. Move to New Zealand and it would be awesome. I have no idea where it was or like what aspect or part, but it just it sounded really fun. And I was like, hey, yeah, that would be great. But obviously I never did it because now I'm in Texas. And now, (laughs) uh, Brett, 
Hunt, find us a hunt in New Zealand. I want to kill a red stag. Okay, so you realize to do that, you're going to have to get on a plane and fly. I could get on a boat. You could get on a boat. The boat's going to take a lot longer than the plane, but the plane's going to be a very long flight. Probably about 17 hours. Yeah. I'd, I'd fly to kill I think a red, on the boat would be longer than 17 stag. hours. No, a plane 17 hours. A plane, hours. yeah, a plane would be 17 hours. Boat's going to be several boat's days. going to be five or six days. <laughs> That's a cruise. <laughs> yeah, it is. What if they let you fish out back? Probably not. I don't know. They've got so many different, like on those big cruise liners, they got so many different activities and events. I mean, they freaking got some of them have go kart tracks and pools and like Olympic sized things up on the top deck of them. So they might have like a lower deck where you so can So do you think if you're in a big cruise and you're out there fishing and you hook a marlin, hey, Captain, will you back it staying down? I got a big marlin on. Back him down. I got to get this fish in the boat. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I kind of think it just keeps going. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen, no. It uh, just keeps uh, going. Uh, Captain, turn it to the right. Turn it to the right. Oh, port, port, turn it, port. No, that's left. <laughs> Starboard is right. Dude. I had to think. Left is four <clears throat> letters. Port is four letters. That's how you know. Oh, that's how you know? Yeah. Oh. See, I have a bad enough time with just right and left. <laughs> don't Don't be adding other words to confuse me. Well, this this didn't really have a whole hell of a lot to do with bees, other than Not like yet. there's some uh, there's some other attributes of bees that can be thrown in there. Did I tell you I'm gonna smoke a turkey today? No, you said you were gonna go plant more of your. I got to put more pecan trees. I got five more pecan trees. I got to put pecan out, trees. and then I've got potatoes. I'm tipping the potatoes right now. I'm sorry. Tipping them. Like a cow? Nope. <laughs> look, I got a potatoes. Can you take them? Hang on, hang on. Look, I have a cow. I know what you're talking about. Help tipping them, you turn them over. I know, I know, but but I literally, I have a cow. You have a cow. Don't have a cow, man. I've got a cow. You got a cow. There's a cow. Oop, okay. Stand up, stand up. Don't. No, nope, no. Nope. Where'd you get that? We put sitting over here on the edge of the thing. Oh. <laughs> He's, oh well, that Dead wasn't. Cow. That's <laughs> cow. figured out. That's cow tipping for those of you who uh, <laughs> may may or may not know. For us country folk that grew up as kids, that that was the whole like you you, you run out into the field and you push over a cow because they sleep you, standing up. Which a lot of that is a bunch of BS. Um, but if you ever hear the term cow tipping, that's what that refers to. But apparently, Ken is tipping potatoes. So well, more you to take the potato, the potato <laughs> itself. You turn the butt down. You didn't define the, the butt. Okay, the butt is where the root went into the potato, or it may not be called butt. I call them a butt, but uh, it's there's no eyes on the bottom. The eyes are all on top. So you turn the eyes up. You put them in front. You put them in front of a window where the sunlight comes in and warms them just a little bit, and then the buds will start getting out. And when you get ready to put them, plant them. They'll, you'll plant them when they're about three quarters of an inch. So you don't do this. Well, I, I do and I don't. I take the potato. You just let it sit and let it grow out. Well, I, I take the potato and, and as like, we usually keep them in the garage. Yeah. And, and so they'll already, they'll already start yeah. kind of sending out the, the yeah. eyes will start getting yeah. a little bit bigger. But then we turn around and we quarter them. And so wherever there's an eyelet, we just cut that. But I don't, I don't ever have them like, I don't tip them or do the, the butts well, or anything. Well, see, then so. you... So I learned this on YouTube because I oh, used to the way you did, did it. Uh, if you really want to raise big, award-winning potatoes, <laughs> you <laughs> just like apples, how they use seven dust on apples to kill 
the young, the the little blooms, uh-huh. and then they leave the royal. Uh-huh. Who are king bloom. King bloom. Uh, that's close. Royals. It's king. a king. It's a royalty. That's so, that's for sure. So, uh, you knock the little eyes off. Uh-huh. Leave one or two of the big, big thick long eyes. Uh-huh. And then you plant the whole potato. And then the whole thing, the whole thing. So, you know, you're not quartering it and letting it no. seal. Well, I huh. always quarter all my life, but I, I'm just going to try it the way they, this guy tells hey, me. Might as well. You know what, though? One thing. So to, to wrap this back into beekeeping, though, that's the same concept that we do with like the queen cells, right? Yeah. So if your colony goes through and they start making swarm cells or emergency queen cells or anything like that, and you've got a ton of queen cells in there, you don't necessarily want there to be 12 new queens. No. And most of the time, right? Most of the time, there's not going to be twelve new queens. Uh -uh. So what you can do is the first thing we'll do is we'll go in and if there's a bunch of queen cells but only a couple of them are capped and all the rest of them are still open and they're still working on it, we'll immediately take the capped ones out because we have a lot of other options. And those capped ones, I don't. the The mentality of it is if you're like saying making an emergency queen, right? And you take it over and you put it in there. Well, those first couple that they did may not have been like they may have been too old they and, and really honestly i think we should probably look at it from the standpoint of the bees know what the hell they're doing and if they thought that larva was justifiably able to become a queen then they did if it wouldn't have been they would have skipped it but anyhow so we'll take out the first couple then we'll go through and we'll we'll let them continue drawing those out huh? and we look for the two biggest longest yep. queen cells mm-hmm. and we eliminate all the other cells except for those two big ones and those are the ones we leave. And the, the twofold method of that is, one, you're doubling your chances that at least one of those queens is going to hatch. Because if something happened to one and she doesn't make it out, you still have a backup, right? right. And then whichever queen does hatch first, she's going to dispatch the other one anyway. Now, right. if you left all 12 of them in there... That'd you, be a fight from hell. Well, you're going to end up with a couple of different scenarios. If the colony is super huge and has a lot of population in it, what they're going to end up doing is they're going to turn around... And they may let the first queen, and they'll take her, and they will kind of, like, barricade her in the back of the colony and allow another queen to emerge without that one being able to kill it. And so you'll have your prime swarm, which is the mother queen leaving. Right. And then you'll have what they call secondary swarms, where they may say, we still have too many bees and we're still too crowded. So we're going to take that the next one that hatched and we're going to go over here with her. And then we're going to let another one hatch and she's going to take her own swarm and she's going to leave. And then you get those small after swarms that have virgin queens in them. Well, if the whole point of this was to not let them swarm to begin with, or it's an emergency situation, you don't want to risk like losing more and more of the bees to this. So we eliminate... 12 queen cells down to two and we keep the two biggest queen cells and so you know just as a way to tie this back into all so the this randomness could have been what happened that big swarm that i that came in that yeah we we talked about that. Yeah, there we were yeah. absolutely virgin queens in that form in that swarm because yeah. we found little ones here and there yeah, we did. um and sometimes it happens not always sometimes that first queen that comes out she'll kill all 12 of the other cells in there so it just depends That's on what the colony allows her to do and if the colony decided that that first prime swarm reduced everything enough that, it, that they didn't need to do the after swarms mm-hmm. you know but that's just the way that works so so to tie this back into beekeeping there you know that that is the same thing so a lot of things in life kind of repeat themselves and have patterns so, so what you're saying just leave the bees alone they're smarter than we are well i mean in a lot of cases yes um <laughs> what we should be doing is try to 
hedge our bets or at least minimize potential outcomes and maximize potential outcomes that we do want while minimizing the ones we don't want. But that's what your farmers and stuff are doing. Now, granted, are they doing it in a way that I agree with? No. It's because, say, if you had an apple tree, one apple tree in your backyard, you yourself could go out there and pinch off with your hand or have your kids go do it. You could pinch off all the extra blooms you don't want. We do that to to our garden all the time. You go out there and you're like, well, I want big watermelons or I want big pumpkins. And if I let this vine make 50 flowers, it's going to divide all that nutrition by 50. But if I pinch off every other flower or you know, three flowers in a row and then leave one and then three flowers in a row, you'll get bigger fruit because more of the energy goes into that one thing. But they use seven dust, which is deadly to pretty much everything. And And so that's not a great. It's dead. Seven dust goes inert after about three or four days. Yeah, but still, that's three or four it's days that every pollinator yeah, that touches days, yeah. it dies. Yep, so right. is it a great thing? No, not at all. No, it's just easy for them. It's easy for them yep. because they have tons of things and they've got to go through and, and yep. do it, quote unquote, efficiently and effectively and cost yep. effectively. Um, but so that's the same concept that you're talking about on your potatoes is you're going through and you're finding the biggest eye yep. that has made the biggest shoot Yep. and you're getting rid of the rest of them. And yes, that absolutely would go through and, and get you the biggest, strongest plant yep. to go through and make. So I could still do that same concept where we've got them quartered and we've got them going. I could go through and take off all the smaller eyelets and still leave the big one, but I still have mine quartered. I've already cut them, so they're already Do you let them sealing. dry? You're letting them dry Yeah, now. they're sealing right. right now. Okay. They'll they'll Actually, we did that last weekend, so they're yeah. probably ready they're to go ready, in the buckets. They're ready to be put in the ground. Yeah, they're ready to go. My dad would say, you don't put them potatoes in the ground till it's dark of the moon so plant them on a new moon new moon Hmm. because he says if you plant them on a full moon Mm -hmm. it goes to the plant all this energy goes to the plant you plant them in the dark of the moon it goes to the potato I don't know. Well, so that's, that's what that's what the I, farmers almanac is going to take. Almanac almanac is going. The farmers farmers almond is going to tell you. Farmers almanac. So I can't speak specifically to that exact scenario. However, in a lot of cultures and a lot of ancient cultures and a lot of like mystic ancient knowledge type things, uh-huh. the moon has always played a a huge cycle in everything because we see it up there. And so, you know, you have the hunter's moon, you have the harvest moon and certain moons at certain times of the year were signals. That was me. Um, that was me. Yeah. Beating on the table as I was like emphatically punctuating every word with a thunk, thunk, thunk on the table. Um, anyhow, so, but there, there's all these different moons. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that fall is coming and especially back in the ancient times when there wasn't necessarily a calendar, Mm -hmm. you knew the seasons and you knew that every fall there was this one massive moon and, you know, Mm -hmm. based on the atmosphere, it was going to be that blood red, orange, or, you know, whatever color to it. And and so when that moon rose, now it's harvest time. We wait until the harvest moon for all those fall crops kind of things. Right. Well, bad moon in, rising. In the that's a different that's a song. Um, <laughs> if Eric were still in here, he could play it. Yeah, he probably could. Um, he so, could. <laughs> but the the whole point of that though is waxing and waning. Uh-huh. When the moon is increasing, when the moon is in the seventh. But when the moon is increasing, right? Yeah. When it is going through and getting fuller and fuller and fuller, and it goes to the plant. Well, 
No, no, no. This no. Is, this is what okay. you were talking about. Yeah. So when it's full, there's it's a lot of things planet. that you're supposed to start them. Yep. At the time of the new moon. So you plant that seed at the time of the new moon. And the concept mentally and, and mystically with it is that as the moon increases, so does the energy of that thing, right? Uh-huh. If you do it the other way, it's a decreasing. So if you were to start something at the tail end of the full moon, as it starts going and shrinking, the energy is decreasing. So you eliminate things by starting them at the tail end of the full moon and you create or start things at the very beginning or tail end of the new moon. And so you have that you know, cycle going through there. There's people that do haircuts by the moon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because like my sister, for instance, anybody who has sisters out there, especially anybody our age or, or older, long hair was a like badge oh, yeah. pride of passage oh, kind of yeah. thing for, for girls growing up. And so... You know, you you only washed it this many times in, in a time period, in a week or whatever, and it only got cut during this time period because it would grow faster. And so the whole point was to get long, beautiful, flowy hair, and they had all these things to go through to it. But all of that wraps back in to the moon. this moon this phases. mysticism yep. and knowledge of the moon and, and how the cycles of, of everything work. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. It really does. Do you know the moon is just a big UFO? It's not a UFO because well, it is it definitely fly, but it, it is it is uh, it is definitely identified, yeah. and that's the U is unidentified. Okay, <laughs> so it's an identified flying object. Yeah, it's a satellite. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, mm. It's not made of cheese. I've just I've watched too much TV. There's there's not a man up there that, uh, that that smiles at us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one let's see what was it? One of them when they let go of one of the lunar modules you know that they land with mm-hmm. and it hit the moon it rang for hours like it's made out of steel and holla in the middle oh ring like ring. vibrated ring yeah yeah gotcha uh, that's where i'll stop <laughs> don't be encouraging <laughs> besides what do you think about the ufos out there <laughs> there are ufos in australia i know they say there's in I watch this stuff way too much. Yeah, you and YouTube and online and, and like, you know, oh, Ancient Mysteries no, and Discovery Channel. and oh, this is deep TV. It's deep. It's deep, deep something. Deep TV. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but we've got plenty of is, listeners is, from is down this, under, so. Is this, was this a bonus episode? Yeah, this was, this was a, well, it's not bonus anymore. This is your Hive bonus? Jive, this is your Hive Jive Junkies exclusive. All the bonus episodes are now in the Hive Jive Junkies, so. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 Patreon. This is a Patreon episode. Is what this okay. is. So, fruitcake yeah. <laughs> and a dead cow. Paper. Paper cow. Paper, paper dead cow. Calf. And a bobblehead. That head. one jumped over the paper moon. He. Well, I mean, hey. You know, there you go. He jumped over the microphone moon. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that that was a whole lot of gardening. And, and a little mysticism and some absolute insanity in there. Um, there was some beekeeping in there. There was a little, little bit of bit. talk about, well, for one, the bees get to go out there and pollinate your garden and your plants and things yeah. like that. So that's great. And cultivating these types of things, if you are going to do a no-till garden, you can go through and just make sure to cultivate lots of wildflowers and things that bloom at great times for the bees. And then you're good there. And you don't put your bees by the garden. 
Correct. Well, you because can, you they're going to keep the the bees are going to keep the other garden pollinated. Yeah, you don't want to put them in your garden. Yeah, putting them across from your garden is usually best, and then they yeah. will come over and, and pollinate your garden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So see, there's there's little little bits of beekeeping were sprinkled in throughout there, but um, it was definitely not apparently a beekeeping mind track day for you. I blame you because usually when you don't sleep through the main episode. Then you have these kernels of truth in your head, or at least questions, and then that can kind of carry over into something that we talk about on this one. But, but I mean, I'm just, you literally, you left me hanging today, man. <laughs> you just left me hanging. <laughs> Got a good nap. Yeah, you did. You can drive straight home now. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, no, I'm going to have to sleep. You're still going to have to pull over, take yeah. a nap. Man, you must have been tuckered out. Yeah. 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 He <laughs> said, <a>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, I, I have absolutely no idea where where we are time wise or where anything. This went. Um, but yeah, this one this this one was um, pure randomness. Um, I don't even know what I'm gonna call it yet. It's not. It's just I don't even know. We make moon bees. <laughs> we already had an alien bees episode. Alien now, bees. Now we'll have moon bees. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I don't know. We'll we'll come up we'll with something figure in something. there. We'll we'll come up with the title and, and slap it on Y'all there for enjoy you guys. It. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you guys will <laughs> yeah. like it. It'll what the hell were they on? It'll 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 be different. That's for sure. It, it was a completely different topic of of non. Yeah, I don't even know, man. Yeah. Today was uh, this will be a three hour. Oh my God, where did all the cuts need to go? And oh, by the way, the very beginning needs to go towards the end, and then the middle needs to come back to the beginning. And uh, yeah, um, it'll be fun. It's editing. gonna be one of them days. It's for gonna John. it's gonna be a fun editing adventure. All right. Well, I think we already said we were done, didn't we? Or did no, we we're not? done? Did we say we were done? Did we say we didn't say goodbye? We just stopped. Talking. We haven't said bye. No, we need to say goodbye. Well. Thank you, patrons. We appreciate you tuning in here, and we appreciate your patronage here on Patreon. And definitely, like, please forgive us for this episode because I don't even know. I blame Ken. Ken doesn't know. He's gonna blame something. He's gonna blame something that he saw in his dreams over there. Yeah. Um, apparently, it was that talk about Little mushrooms. Alien bees looking at me. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, maybe there was some kernel of, of knowledge in there somewhere. Maybe you guys, hey, maybe you're into gardening and you learned a little something about potatoes. I don't know. Maybe you learned a little something about going through and, uh, you know, doing no-till cultivation of, of gardens and crops. There, There's no telling, but we, we appreciate you. Apparently, this was just a rough week. Main segment was very uh, upsetting and did not have a lot of uh, lightheartedness to it. And then now your Patreon-exclusive Hive Jive Junkie episode was... Just random as all get out, but we uh, we do appreciate you guys listening. And you know, as we mentioned on the main segment, next week we are going to do another listener questions episode, and I'm sure that will spark all kinds of fun conversation for Ken and I afterwards. Um, I really did think, though, after having the the just the deep seated people suck because they destroy or steal things when it comes yep, to beekeeping, that Ken would have some like real powerful comments that maybe we could carry oh, over into this. Your- and yeah. yeah, no, no. He just he was he was off in this beautiful Nana land over there. I should have oh, I should have taken a video of that. But um yeah, he was quietly sleeping. If he was snoring, that shit would have been posted all over social media. What did you send me? <laughs> <laughs> what were you sending? I didn't send that. That was you recording what I was just saying. 
yeah. So anyhow, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will be back with you with more Hive Jive on the way. Y'all stay awake. I'm going to go to sleep. See y'all later. Be better than Ken, guys. Be better than Ken. (laughs) Bye. This Hive Jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you. And we appreciate your support. To all our Hive Jive junkies out there, you truly are the bee's knees.